Welcome to the green screen of death. My name is Adrian. And my name is Bill. So we're on episode 88. Eric Lindros. Lindros. Yeah. yeah uh, Philadelphia Flyers got smoked in the playoffs by Scott Stevens and was never the same. That's the, the really first sad. player I ever heard of that had bad concussion problems. That's right. And he was like the, the first. And then it just it kept on happening and yeah. continued on. And he was never the same. Yeah. He literally went from being the best player in the NHL to being a third line player. That's really because sad. Because of concussions. Yeah. It was gross. Yeah, man. And he I, he was the most dominant forward in hockey I'd, I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Incredible hands. Yeah. Big dude, just strong. A, just a huge dude. But yeah, concussions, man. <laughs> they they take you down a notch. How yeah. you, how you doing, man? Doing all right. I think my health stuff is in check. My knee is almost fully recovered. And, Sweet. Uh, still use a cane just for precautions because I felt a sharp pains here and there. And so. you're a pimp. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I gotta I gotta dress that thing up with that, some jewels and stuff. Bedazzle it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's going all right. How about you, man? What you, what have you been up to? I went to a film festival. That's right. Yeah, I went to VIF, uh, 80-something films in 14 days. <laughs> nice. No big deal. That's crazy, man. Came, I came home and I was feeling great. No uh, no, no ear bleeding or anything no, this not, time? No, I was good this time. <laughs> it actually went really fast. Cool. Faster than I th- it usually does. I, really? I, I was really good. Nice. Like, I was like, let's let's keep on going. Wicked. But it was over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good a good festival. Not, right not a lot of bad. Right on. That's lots cool. of lots of good to really good, which is really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I had a lot of fun. Every everybody I saw there was was awesome. Um, yeah, the weather was good. No rain the whole entire festival. Mm-hmm. So we didn't didn't have to stand in line. Um, yeah, it was really good. Cool. Um, I did three podcasts with Marina Antunes yeah. on uh, After the Credits podcast, which is atcpod.ca. Hell yeah. Uh, if you want to check those out. Yeah. I listen to them. They're really good. Yeah. Mar- Marina and I always kick ass together. Yeah. Um, she's the queen of podcasting, man. Yeah. She's the reason why we're here. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> My Red Sox are in the World Series, Hell baby. Yeah, dude. Congrats, man. Oh, dude. I, I thought they were going to lose to Houston. That's crazy. And then they took them out in five. It was easy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know. And they're, are, they're, are they're they're the favorites, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're going to be playing against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Crazy. Who uh, are a good team, but I don't think they're as good as the Red Sox. Nice, man. Plus, they use their best uh, starter, Clayton Kershaw, to, as their, their closer <laughs> in the final game. Wow. So they might have blown a start for him. Jeez. Yeah, which is really stupid, but I'm not going to complain. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, my my Packers are okay. They're okay. Yeah. They're okay. And uh, Manchester United sucks, dude. I was watching that game this morning. That was that was a heartbreaker, man. Dude, I can't even tell you. Yeah, it's happened like four times this year. We, we, yeah. We've had a lead and blown it in the last like ten minutes of the game. That's so sad. Yeah, yeah. My Red Wings got their first <laughs> win of the season after like ten games tonight. Oh wow! It's gonna be a really, really bad year for my Red Wings. Oh damn! Yeah, that sucks. How are your teams doing? Doing all right. Uh, Liverpool is top of the table. They're, yeah, with... they're, they're, they're going to win the league, man. <laughs> That's right. Who are they tied with? Man City? Uh, I think. Ch- Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. I always mix up the two. C- City, City's actually lost. That's right. Yeah. Pa- the Packers. You just said the Packers. Yeah. The Cowboys? <laughs> the Cowboys. They're doing better than expected. 500 now? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, I don't expect them to make the playoffs, but if they make a push, I'll support them. 
Uh, they're in a bit of a transition period. They've got no right, no wide receivers to speak of, uh, but their defensive unit is pretty good. They've got some really good linebackers. Do you think they would ever put their tail between their legs and ask Dez back? No, that's not happening. Really? Jerry's been very vocal about wow. saying no Dez. And he is like past way past his prime um i think it was dumb to not take him back but it's just an ugly situation yeah so that sucks looks like that won't happen but uh <coughs> there's possibilities there's still trades that could be made yeah. and uh terrell Pryor just hit uh he was released from the jets yesterday or today so uh, he's a guy who could end up in dallas as nice. a free agent so um so i i have another question for you oh yeah are you a big halloween guy halloween i sort of yeah i've been more getting more into it as as time goes by do you watch you watch movies with sarah oh yeah and uh that's more than <laughs> i do i i try to watch a couple movies yeah i picked a bunch out I'm like, I'm going to watch all these in the next two weeks. Ha <laughs> ha Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't watched one yet. Oh, no way. Yeah. I saw that picture. You got some great titles in there, man. Yeah. That's cool. You got One of the Dead in there? Yeah. That's one, insane. One of the Dead. It's awesome. That's a great If, you, if you want a, like, a, a totally like incognito, like awesome ha- Halloween pick, yeah. One of the Dead. Yeah. Trust me. Perfect to watch with a group of people, too. It's funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, for, for a zombie film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else, man? Um, well, I've got TwitchCon coming up this oh, week. So nice. by the time this gets posted, I'll be either at TwitchCon or just a couple days away. I'll be there in San Jose from October 25th through October 29th. So I'm really excited. Um, I've made a bunch of friends through Twitch and some of them are going to be there. So I'll be able to meet some of them for the first time. And one of my buddies... He's a he's a Twitch streamer as well. His name is DJ Kento. He was at Fantastic Fest for a few years when I was going, so we already know each other. So it'll be cool because I haven't seen him in a few years. Nice. Uh, so yeah, it's, I'm really excited. Um, can't wait. It, I'm going to be going to watch the Call of Duty tournament. I may watch a Fortnite tournament just because like all the big streamers will be there. It'll be entertaining. Is Ninja gonna be there? He'll be there. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And Adrian's trying to become a big Twitch star here. <laughs> That's right. I'm on my way. Yeah, it's going to be huge. <laughs> it's, it's taken like five months and I'll get my first Twitch payout, which is, uh, it, it's it's fun. I like it. <laughs> so Huge money, man. Huge That's money. right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've been playing lots of Black Call of Duty Black Ops for a little bit of Blackout, mostly zombies. I've been having a good time with that. And uh, that's my life right now. It's just video games. Uh, I have to move. I don't know if I told you that. Yeah, you did. We got a text from our landlord a couple days ago saying, you guys need to get the f*** out. <laughs> she didn't say it that way. but um, So yeah, that's fun. Trying to find a new place. If my landlord doesn't stop raising my rent, I'm going to get the fuck out. Damn. Oh, snap. That's cool. Have fun with that, man. <laughs> yeah. oh, I hate moving. It sucks, man. Yeah. And we've got bad luck. Like, the last three moves have come during, like, December or January. <laughs> so, it's just the way it is. Well, hope, it, hope it goes all good. <laughs> yeah. But that's it for me. That's it for, um, that's it for like, non-movie stuff. Cool, man. All right, let's move into the next part of our show, The Rant. This is where we rant about anything movie-related. I'll go first. I'm a little bit fired up on this one. Nice. Maybe you've even had this one before. Over the years, I've witnessed people who I follow on Twitter. I don't follow a ton of people, but, you know, hashtag film Twitter. Every now and again, we'll get all fired up, and they'll put on their, uh, what what do you call, white night shoes. 
they're like, let's champion some POC, you know, person of color, film critics, writers, creators, and females. And every time they do that, I've never been brought up a single once. Uh, I haven't had a single person say, hey, you know, this guy puts out good stuff. Check out his podcast. When I used to write, uh, the only criticism I ever received, only feedback I received from friends was quite literally from one or two people who said, that rating was too high, or hey, cool review, and that was about it. Not that I need like constant feedback, but I was in the online film writing world for about seven years, maybe, maybe even more. And um, in the five months I've been streaming on Twitch, I've received far more support on Twitch than I have on, on uh, through online film writing about movies. And I guess that's just the landscape. But I'm just getting sick and tired of people saying they want to champion POCs. And um, as long as you come from a certain city or a certain group, I haven't figured out the formula because uh, here I am. Uh, I heard the secret handshake. You have to like touch your elbows like four times and then, oh. like do like some finger locking and. <laughs> okay. So I don't know what that. Yeah. It's it's something like yeah. it's something stupid like that. Like, there's something obviously clickish about yeah. this shit. Yeah. That's what that's what I noticed when I went to Fantastic Fest. Like mm-hmm. all these people who like. I see on Twitter who are like are supposedly like big. They're all very clickish. Yeah, and if you get near them, it's weird. Oh, totally. Yeah. So I understand why they don't respond to you because mm-hmm. they're just fucking weird people, dude. Yeah. 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 It's just and, thought. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, I can check my analytics for for the stuff that I do, and it's like, oh yeah, I, this got a total of two clicks from Texas. You know, this got. <laughs> one click in New York. This got uh, two clicks in Washington State and eight clicks in Canada, all of Canada. <laughs> it's like I can narrow down stuff and it, it it sucks because I try to champion their stuff. I've tried to uh, be very supportive of people and say, hey, man, good job on this and start a conversation. I just, I just wish that there was more of a two-way thing and I wish that people would actually back up their word rather than try to get those white knight points with certain people who... Maybe I just don't have enough followers. I think that's part of it as well. I have like a hundred followers. <laughs> yeah. I'm not verified. It's so. a fuck. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but that's my rant. It just, after all those years, all the work I've put in, um, have nothing to show for it other than a few cool movie quotes on movies that I loved. So yeah, maybe that's enough for me. That's enough. Yeah, totally. Uh. <laughs> I do it for the cocaine, man. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of cocaine. The H and B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's my rant. My rant is about Jason Blum. Jason Blum. The uh the guy who started Blumhouse. Who just needs to shut the fuck up. He's the enemy. My God, dude. You're <laughs> a leader of a multi almost I would say billion dollar company. Yeah. And you still don't get the fact about like, you know, women can make movies too, you dumb fuck. Chloe Zhao, who made The Rider last year, is making a Marvel film. Oh, totally, yeah. Did you not hear that? Like, the, It's a big Marvel film, too. Oh, yeah. It's not like some sub-character. It's a big film. Yeah, Lots of big female directors nowadays, man. You gotta get with the times. So you, you can't be that stupid. Yeah. But obviously you are. Yeah. And I've seen your movies. They kind of suck, too, most of the time. So oh, yeah. it, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. The uh, Boys Club. Uh, it just, it, I, I read that. I was like, <laughs> and then people on, on Twitter literally gave him 50 names. Oh, totally, yeah. Of people who are better than, you know, half the people who, like, I, there's there's some good, some good people make Blumhouse. Like, Shyamalan's a good director. Say what you will about Shyamalan. Split was good. Oh, hell yeah. But you got to cut out the times, man. 
Totally. Start hiring some women. Yeah. And he, he gave some bullshit thing about how he's like, I've emailed Jennifer Kent every every time I have a project coming up, but she says no every time. Well, like, she doesn't, I don't know if she, that's okay. She, maybe she doesn't want to make a, a $1 million film like you want to make. Exactly. You're a cheap ass. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, he, he the thing about Blumhouse films is that he, he purposely makes a, a super small budget to make as much money as he possibly can. Oh, yeah. And why would you want to do that unless you were... <laughs> Uh, trying to reestablish yourself like Shyamalan mm-hmm. or you're a broke first time director yeah, who has no clout. Right. Yeah. But yeah, Jennifer Kent's a good director. She's not going to make your shitty film, dude. Hell yeah. She'll make her own films. <laughs> yeah. Get her own budget. Yeah. And they'll be acclaimed. Hell yeah. Thank man. you very much. That's right. Rant out. Good rant, dude. Yeah. I agree with you. It's, that's just so poorly handled. Like, yeah. has nobody coached him on this stuff? Like, does nobody coach any celebrities ever? Like, it's just who's no, going to say the next dumb thing, dude? It's 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 all common sense. Yeah, does nobody have that anymore? I guess not. I, I guess not. We still have a lot of work to do. Yeah, us podcasters <laughs> <laughs> fighting the good fight, That's man. Right. We are, dude. All right. Well, it feels like we're getting back into the swing of things. I'm still a little bit rusty, but uh, let's move on. It's cool that this isn't really a catch-up episode. Yeah, that's right. Like, what yeah. was the last time we actually reviewed three movies? It's it's been like six months. Yeah, it's been probably may like legit movie club was like from may <laughs> that's right yeah. <laughs> like it's odd it's crazy it's, 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 this format feels weird usually it's giant lightning round where bill talks for 45 minutes straight because <laughs> right. i watch a lot of films and i go oh that sounds cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right i actually got my ass out and saw some movies too nice well, that's cool. Speaking of seeing movies, we've got three here to review in our regular format. First one we're going to talk about, Bradley Cooper makes his feature-length directorial debut. I think so, yeah. yeah. I don't think he's done anything else. Yeah. He's, he's such a dreamy guy, too, and my God, can he sing. Hell yeah, he can sing. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about A Star is Born. Crash through the surface where they can't hurt us we're far from the shallow now can i tell you a secret i think you might be a songwriter don't worry i won't tell anybody but i'm not very good at keeping secrets Okay, so for those hiding under a rock, what is A Star is Born all about? So yeah, it's directed by uh, Bradley Cooper, and I'm going to say the director of photography, Matthew Lee Batik, because he's pretty much the director of this film, I think. Pretty much, yeah. A musician helps a young singer find fame, even as age and alcoholism send his career into a downward spiral. Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, Sam Elliott's mustache... And Andrew Dice fucking Clay. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I love this this stage of his career. Dice is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say what you will about Dice. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 hit that sweet spot. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. He's embracing this this stage of his life, and I, I love it. So I saw this one really early. You did. And I don't think a lot of people believe me when I said I really liked it. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, what? <laughs> really? I'm like, no, no, no. Trust me on this one. It's really good. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm still waiting for Gaga to ruin the film. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet, and yeah. it's over, so yeah. it's good. Yeah. Uh, the, the first half is, like, perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the 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 love story, the the the, mu- the musical set pieces, yeah. the acting, mm-hmm. it's all perfect. Yeah. And the second half drops a little bit, but it's still really damn good and watchable. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this is a really great film and people are like, "No, nah, dude, it's it's got Lady Gaga on it. She 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 can't do that well." Like yeah. Bradley Cooper, he's singing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. You watch. This film is going to be huge. Yeah, man. And guess what? Yeah. It's already made a hundred million bucks. It's oh, been it open has. For, for like two weeks. Wow. Good for that. Good for that. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I don't want to say I told you so, but man, this movie is, is big. It I'm, is. I'm thinking like six to 10 Oscar nominations big. Yeah. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's going to be huge. It'll be massive. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel the same way, man. I love this film. Um, uh, just popped into my head it was almost like uh, comparing like a flight when you're on a plane and it, everything's nice and smooth sailing and there's a, there was part way through the movie there was a little bit of turbulence there was a bit of shakiness and you're like holy shit are we gonna go down <laughs> but no we didn't the the pilot recovered and smooth landing it was it was a beautiful film yeah i love uh, lady gaga in this i think she's really the heart and soul of the movie even though it's like mostly bradley cooper's viewpoint plv um she just has so much heart in this movie i couldn't help but root for her and uh, i was absolutely just smitten by her and uh love her performance I, I just thought it was very naked performance and just very uh i was like man this this feels deeply personal and, and cooper intimate. cooper disappears <laughs> he does she does a lot of heavy lifting in the film yeah for long stretches yeah that's true and it's it's like well as i said I, i'm still waiting for her to fail yeah and it didn't happen yeah so you know, kudos to her kudos to bradley cooper too yeah man he's always been a pretty damn good actor yeah just has some questionable choices in movies like yeah the a-team and <laughs> the hangover yeah stuff like that <laughs> yeah. like He's really good in this one, and as I said, he can sing. Yeah, like like Hugh Jackman, you know, be that good looking and be able to sing and dance. Like fuck and you, direct. fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not cool. That's yeah. uh, that shouldn't happen. Yeah, but yeah, uh, and, and he can do a really great Sam Elliott impression. <laughs> <laughs> my, I, I I I tell this to people, but my, one of my favorite scenes in the film is when he's like super drunk. And goes out there and plays that really heavy version of Pretty Woman. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. just overdoes it. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, and it's not on the soundtrack. It's not. No, damn. I know. And it's like this really like like metal version. Like he's playing. He's playing <laughs> totally. like, like like a metal guitar. Yeah, and it's like this country song. <laughs> so good. Surprising. Matthew Liebetik to me, he's actually did the cinematography on two movies this podcast that's right what was the other one venom oh that's right i forgot about that so this matthew liebetik shoots the hell out of this film yeah it is beautiful yeah and then you watch venom (laughs) and you're like what the hell happened (laughs) they rendered this on a sony playstation one pretty much (laughs) but yeah it's it's 
they shoot the hell out of the film. Um, I, I'm sure Cooper had something to do with it, but, but Lee Batik is oh, yeah. Darren Aronofsky's cinematographer. Oh, totally. Enough said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the songs work. Hell yeah. Do you have the soundtrack on your... I do. Yeah. Do you, you listen to... <laughs> how many times have you listened to Shallow in the last <laughs> week? <laughs> we can check that. I'd be embarrassed to reveal how many times I've listened to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I totally agree with everything you're saying. And one of the things I, I was dying to say on this episode in particular, it's one of my favorite slasher performances of all time. And that's singer slash actor <laughs> Lady Gaga. Yeah. That's a Zoolander callback. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Is this the perfect role for Lady Gaga and will it go down if she's not singing in another movie? Oh, I, I think this, I think this is her, this role is perfect for her. Yeah. It'll definitely be her best role of her career. Like if she's in the Kate Hudson role with Matthew McConaughey. Oh yeah. <laughs> and not able to sing. Will she be able to float as beautiful as Kate Hudson usually does? I think she can. I think she has the chops <laughs> if she wants Kate to. <laughs> if she wants to play Katherine Heigl in a movie. Nice. She could do it. Uh, but yeah, no, seriously, I, I would love her to. S- I would love to see her do more stuff, and I've heard she's good in American Horror Story. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've, I've never seen that show, so. But yeah, I would love to see her do more movies. Uh, I think she's really good. And yeah, Sam Elliott's mustache. What? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I think it's like a work of art. That's right. <laughs> He's incredible in this. Everybody is just so good. Yeah, and there's there's little cameos, and I, I'm not going to ruin them for you, but they also kill. Totally. Every time they come up, like, there's they go, they go to SNL. Yeah. Somebody oh, yeah. shows up there and it's perfect. Oh, totally. I was just like, oh, that's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's little things like that. Yeah. That's the movie's cool. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's, I was shocked at how much I liked this movie. Same here. And Same here. I, I walked out, I walked out of the screening I saw, like, it says that I saw it really early. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I've seen the other, I, I saw the, Streisand Christofferson version and it sucks. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I heard somebody on uh, Twitter today said that, it was like Chris Christopherson was singing shitty Neil Diamond songs oh, no throughout the entire film. Damn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one works so well. Yeah. And I'm happy it's it's making a lot of money and ho- I'm, I'm happy people love it. Yeah. Because I, I think it's that good. Right on, dude. Yeah. That's rare. That's cool. I, <laughs> did you see my Gene Shalit review of this? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a sec. I just got to, I, I have to pull it up because I'm such a, I'm such a loser like that. Paraphrase, but if anybody remembers Gene Shalit, he would always play like dumb play on words and stuff. And it was like, I said, like, uh, Jackson and Allie get cooped up in a star is born. <laughs> I was like, I'm Gaga for Gaga. And I was like, it drags in the beginning, but I'm glad I hung on till the end. It was just, if you've seen the movie, all of that is just very clever, very intelligent uh, references to the movie <laughs> and uh, meta commentary. So. I, just, I just actually got the last one that you said there. That, <laughs> that was really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's so brilliant, right? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so yeah, go see the movie. You'll, goes, you'll, you'll understand Adrian's wit. That's right. Oh man! And I wrote one for uh, Bad Times at El Royale. It wasn't as good. 
but we'll get into that later. So yeah, that's I think that's a very, very positive review of A Star is Born. You've probably seen it already, but if you're on the fence, go check it out. It's great. Yeah, see it for sure. Then download the soundtrack. Hell yeah. Yeah. <coughs> okay, so let's move on to our next movie. This one is a sequel. David Gordon Green directs. Is it a sequel? It is. Yeah. Okay. Because it's not... Uh, it's not a reboot. It's not a remake. It's a continuation of the first story. Okay. So, because um, yeah, the, the other films are no longer canon in this universe. You mean Season of the Witch? <laughs> so is that the uh, the Warlock one? Yeah. It's not canon anymore? <laughs> no. <laughs> what the hell you say? What the hell you say? Sorry to say, man. Yeah. Sorry to say. It's a sequel with the exact same name. <laughs> I used to love Season of the Witch when I was a kid. Oh, really? For no other reason than it was like a stupid, like, made no sense movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so. We're off track. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's all good, man. We're on track. It's, uh, let's talk about Halloween. Okay, so for once again, for the people who've been hiding under a rock, what is Halloween all about? Directed by the great David Gordon Green, who's kind of known for either stoner comedies or really low-budget American dramas. Yeah, man. This is kind of weird. Uh, Laurie Strode comes to her final confrontation with the shape, Michael Myers, the masked figure who had haunted her since... She narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, Andy Matichek, and Will Patton. Yeah, man. I want to live in a world where I'm Toby Huss and can date Judy Greer, but that's just me. <laughs> what? What's I thought that was like her dad. I love Toby Huss, though. He's so good. <laughs> he is good. Yeah, he's like one of the great character actors ever. <laughs> yeah. Could you could you imagine being Laurie Strode having to wait four decades to get her revenge, where she like had to train and like learn jujitsu? She's like female John Wick. Yeah, totally. <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah, she's been training, man, and Michael Myers has been in jail, and suddenly some people who are really stupid decide they're gonna make a podcast about Michael Myers, and they go and. Go and see him in jail. Yeah. And they find out that Michael Myers, through like not even speaking, completely owns the jail because everybody's afraid of the shape. Yeah. You know stuff's going to go wrong because oh, it's yeah. a Halloween film, but yeah. it's a pretty good start, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the whole idea of uh, uh, everybody trying to get Michael Myers to talk and he yeah. won't talk. Yeah. It's, it's creepy, man. It's really creepy. And, uh, you know, you know stuff's going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. But I like, I like the, that they didn't push any of the old mythos aside to try to like add new shit to it to try to freshen it up. Oh, like or change the rules. Yeah, yeah. like like Star Wars or something like that. <laughs> cheap shot, <laughs> cheap shot. Low hanging fruit. There. Low hanging fruit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's it's a uh, it's a nice balance of slasher film yeah. and uh, Laurie Strode's story because uh, you know G.B. Lee Curtis is great. Mm-hmm. I love her in this role. Uh, you know, coming back to the franchise after H two O. <laughs> yeah. we, we won't talk about that one yeah um but I, yeah i think uh danny mcbride and D- david gordon Green do a really good job with the script 
Uh, this could have been a hell of a lot worse. Mm-hmm. It really could have. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's pretty damn watchable. I quite liked it, actually. <laughs> nice. Um, it's probably better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, same. same yeah, here. so yeah. I, I was thoroughly impressed with this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it it definitely could have been worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there have been worse, right? Like, of totally. the franchise. This is the 10th yeah. entry of the Yeah. Film. And uh, one of the things I was going to mention is it was really interesting to me to witness the PTSD of the final girl of Laurie Strode. Like, uh, it's something I've never really considered in these slasher films. The aftermath of of the the sole survivor and sometimes in these movies they do come back just to be killed <laughs> and then they move on but this one i think really explores um what that would do to somebody witnessing your friends get murdered you know face you know the shape the boogeyman yeah she's um, uh she's got wicked ptsd she's uh she's an introvert drunk yeah who never leaves her house yeah and her house is is, is a fortress yeah absolutely waiting for a war yeah that might never come exactly that's the like, thing literally he could die in jail yeah and her whole life would be nothing yeah yeah that's fucked totally yeah it's so screwed up yeah and she's ruined her family because of it yeah she trained her her daughter to fight michael myers yeah who might not ever come <laughs> that's right like what the hell her daughter uh played by judy greer talks about how when she was eight years old she was learning how to fire a rifle and stuff like that (laughs) it's it's crazy uh but i really enjoyed that aspect of the story just learning her the aftermath of surviving something like that and something that none of us could ever fully understand um but I thought Jamie Lee Curtis walked a really fine line of uh, vulnerability, strength, courage, and badassery is what I put in my notes. <laughs> badassery. <laughs> she is. Man, if I could hire somebody to protect me, if if uh, Keanu Reeves isn't available, Jamie Lee Curtis is my next call on that list. I, th- I thought you would have said Frank Grillo. Oh, Frank Grillo, too. <laughs> I might fall in love with a bodyguard in that point, though. Let's be honest. That would get really... He does, like, have, he does have good hair. He's got that great hair, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Jamie Lee Curtis would definitely be my second phone call. Um, but yeah, the film moves really well. I love the editing in this one. The scenes make sense when they're put together. And I was really impressed with the night shots, like the, the fog and the lighting and the headlights and flashlights and auto lights going on and off um it i just love being in the darkness and subtly in the light and all that stuff i also loved that it was 40 years later totally so nobody knew who michael myers was and he could just walk around regular people and nobody knew who he was oh totally and it worked really well yeah i was like oh this is cool he's like walking by (laughs) all these kids are going trick-or-treating he's walking down the street and nobody's doing anything (laughs) that's right it's so cool yeah (laughs) yeah and even the, the what was he like the sheriff or something he was like uh kind of made a jaws kind of reference about shutting down like shutting down the beach like shutting down halloween or whatever that i thought that was funny yeah um and one thing i really appreciated about this movie and it's probably been done before but i just love the way they did this in the movie some of the scene transitions are used as jump scares like they kind of get you to the edge of your seat and then the next scene is just kids listening to music or something and it's like oh and you're kind of you're kind of like feeling that jolt of energy so stuff like that i really appreciate it's made a lot of money yeah i think i made like 80 million this weekend that's huge so that's probably going to be a sequel oh yeah i don't think it really needs to be one (laughs) 
No. No. I thought this Probably was, not. This is fine. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you got you got to beat that dead horse. That's right. Until it's completely dead. <laughs> That's uh, right. But, yeah, it's not a surprise, man. Yeah. Uh, this probably shouldn't be as good as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's not as good as Halloween. No. But it's probably better than Halloween 2. Yeah. It's better than the Rob Zombie ones. And I wasn't a fan of those. Okay. Thought they were I t- like the first one, but yeah. I, I, that was my first experience with Halloween. Isn't that sad? <laughs> yeah, you got something to say in lightning round, don't <laughs> That's you? That's right, I oh, do. Adrian. It's crazy. Yeah. Um what did you think of the gore in this one? Because it's far more bloody and good. Yeah. I, I like a I like a good head blow up stuff it's good <laughs> that's right people are it's so like, desensitized nowadays it's like that looked like a bowl of chili right there it's so good <laughs> it was good it was really well done yeah people people gotta it's a slasher film yeah man it's gotta be a little bit violent oh yeah and amp it up some why not of, some <laughs> of the kills are so violent like dude getting his head smashed into various objects and walls and <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that so much. The shape don't play, man. He <laughs> just right. kills people. He's a, he's a, he just kills. That's right. That's all he knows. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed this one. Um, so glad I watched it. It's so weird that Danny McBride wrote this script. That's crazy, isn't it? I know. Like, yeah. that's, this shouldn't work. This, <laughs> that should have been an automatic, like... Oh, pass. <laughs> yeah. But no, it works really well, and I'm totally. glad. I'm glad it does because we need, we need, we need good horror, man. Yeah, man. And people are supporting good horror. Totally. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's a big, big recommend from both of us. Go see Halloween. Holy shit, we're two for two. Two for two. Let's see if we can make it three for three. I think we might actually. We might. Yeah, I think <laughs> <Okay>. we might. <laughs> okay. Here's this american filmmaker known as david lowry he's done some good stuff in the past yeah great stuff some great stuff in the past. <laughs> some like life altering movies in the past uh, let's talk about his latest film the old man and the gun so what'd be worse if i'm lying about this or telling you the truth prove it prove it yeah you want me to prove it what do you do if I can't? I won't walk out that door. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I didn't think so. Not because I can't. <laughs> because it's just not my style. Not your style. Mm-mm. You have style. I do. Okay, so uh, what is this movie all about? It's based on the true story of Forrest Tucker and his unprecedented string of heists that confounded authorities and enchanted the public, Robert Redford, in what he's saying might be his last role. Wow. Which, good way to go out, sir. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sissy Spacek and Casey Affleck, a movie about a bank robber, and I swear to God, this is the sweetest nicest damn film of the year hell yeah i love this film yeah man me too i was i was so happy when you loved it as much as i did yesterday like we had a bad movie day yesterday and then then we went and saw this and it was smooth man hell yeah i love this film so good This is one of those, you walk out of there and they go, man, I, I, they don't make them like they used to kind of thing. Like that's that's the kind of movie that this captures. It captures this, yeah, that's the kind of movie I want to watch that doesn't get made anymore. People are nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, people are e- nice to each other. Even in a situation that's not really nice. Yeah. Um, it's not hard, folks. You have a couple of re- relatable characters, have mm-hmm. a decent story to follow along to, mm-hmm. and people might actually enjoy the films. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't always have to be Michael Myers. It yeah. could be Robert Redford and Sissy Spacek having coffee, having a really sweet conversation. Yeah. And, you know, it's a bank robbery movie. It should be really terrible. Everybody's getting hurt. No, it's it's not that film. Yeah. It's so nice. Mm. I don't think a, a smile left my face the entire film. It was, right it was just so beautiful. Yeah. I've seen it twice now, and it, and it got no worse. Yeah, man. If not, it got better. I <laughs> I have nothing but praise for this film. And, you know, Redford, for all of his you know, amazing good looks when he was a young guy. He's still got that spark, man. He does. Holy crap, does he yeah. have that spark. And he, Sissy Spacek is just a treasure. She is. And Casey Affleck is always, he always shows up. Yeah, man. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's, it's, it's Lowry and his, his 16 millimeter kind of 70s aesthetic. Um, and just doing stuff that shouldn't work, like, like, Stuff that pisses me off, like voiceover and yeah. title cards. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, I hate title cards. And dates. and, and yeah. uh, Beautiful. Yeah. Everything works. He makes it work, yeah. It's unreal. It's incredible. I think that Redford's performance is one of the most charming roles I've seen in a very long time. Like, you're just... It, it's, it's almost a con, right? Like, he is a con man. <laughs> he's a thief. Um, and he's just so persuasive. And part of the fun of heist movies, it feels like you're in on the heist. Uh, but like you said, with most heist movies, there's usually like a falling out at the end. Like one of the team members gets killed or one of them turns on the other and there's backstabbing and it, it just gets gross and nasty. But in this one, it's just there are some twists and turns, but it's beautiful all the way through. And yeah. um, Lowry just he cares so much about the characters. And I truly believe that he is also thinking about <coughs> the emotions that the audiences will feel and he's he's just very gentle with his audience as well and it's that charm that charming aspect of the movie the niceness the the sweetness um just the goddamn delight that this movie is that's all because of lowry and we've seen him do it before um yeah uh if you haven't seen a ghost story it's it's a classic yeah it's only a year old yeah, yeah, it's it's a brilliant film. Uh, the Redford character uh, robs banks alone or mm-hmm. with a couple buddies, played by the great Danny Glover. Yeah, and the super great Tom Waits. Yeah, man, who needs to act more? <laughs> yeah, because when he shows up, he just steals the film. He does. Uh, everything is classic in these films. Mm-hmm. In this film, it's just it, it works so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- if this is his last movie, congratulations, sir. Yeah, like you couldn't find another a better movie to walk out from, and I, and, oh, yeah. and, I, and I hope that people recognize it. I'm, yeah. I'm really not into you know Oscars per se, but if if you're gonna really send somebody out, at, at least a nomination. Yeah, um, I, I, he'll get it. Mm-hmm. I think it's that's, that's pretty much a lock. Yeah, but. Uh, this also feels like a six to ten Oscar nomination movie to me. It really does. Um, yeah. Like so many things could hit for this film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 beautiful. It's yeah. one of my favorite films of the year. Yeah. Um, I've seen it twice. It's opening now everywhere. Mm-hmm. And goddamn, go and see it. Yeah, man. Support the hell out of this film. Hell yeah. It's a small one. 
but it doesn't have to be small. Yeah. It can be huge. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I really appreciated about the movie is he, yeah, he's a bank robber and he carries a pistol while he's per- performing these heists and bank robs. Does he? I don't, I don't think we ever see the pistol. You don't. It's off camera. You know. And, and it leaves it kind of, it leaves it, it does leave it kind of vague. Yeah, because the, the, the cop asked the uh, the bank teller once, did you, did you see the gun? He's like, well, I don't, th- uh, maybe, maybe? <laughs> yeah. He's just so convincing. And yeah. It's, so it's, it's charismatic. So good. Yeah, this is this is a gem. Yeah, man. Yeah. We don't, get, we don't, as you said, we don't get these very often. Mm-hmm. It's an adult film that's not afraid to be nice. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're always there's always something that they they'd find a way to ruin this one and they don't here. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Truly. So yeah, this is one if you're listening, please seek it out. Go see it. Support this film. Um it's it's you can't go wrong. <laughs> take a friend, take a loved one, go by yourself. You'll feel really good, I promise you. And I you'll be smiling the whole time. It's yeah, man. just so lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Highest recommendation. Hell yeah. 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 We need more films like this. And as long as Lowry's still out there, we'll keep getting them. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. So the long awaited, much anticipated movie club is back. I remember last episode when we when we delayed it, you were like, what was the movie club movie? I forget. Oh, yeah. It's been that long. It's been months. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been May or June. Yeah. Yeah, at least. So long. Uh, but yeah, finally, finally caught up with <laughs> the movie club choice that Bill made all those months ago. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, is it, is it his first his feature? De- his feature debut film? film, yeah. Yeah, Hard Eight. Yeah. What year was this made? Like 1996. Wow. 96? 96. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So uh, for anybody unaware... What is this all about? Professional gambler Sydney teaches John the tricks of the trade of gambling. John does well until he falls for cocktail waitress Clementine. Philip Baker Hall. The great Philip Baker Hall. Hell yeah, dude. Who's been in pretty much every PTA Anderson movie ever, mm-hmm. except for Phantom Thread. Yeah. Uh, John C. Riley, Gwyneth Paltrow, Samuel L. Jackson, and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in a really wicked cameo yeah does is he playing himself there <laughs> pretty much more on him in a bit yeah i have a little thought about him later. okay uh so yeah i hadn't seen this one in a very long time so it was pretty much a re- like a first time watch mm-hmm. i hadn't seen it in a very long time it's a good movie yeah it's not a great movie yeah um it's it's definitely not uh what i would call a great paul thomas anderson film yeah um because he the, the the next like three or four films he kind of went into his like robert altman phase mm-hmm. like shortcuts and stuff like oh, that yeah. like the magnolia yeah. and stuff like that um, this one is yeah. very straightforward <laughs> it is it's really well shot mm-hmm. it's well acted gets a little clunky in the third act mm-hmm. which kind of ruins the film a little bit yeah but um it's got it's got that that great john byron score shot well um philip baker hall is my god his presence mm-hmm. his like opening speech oh dude where he's just um talking about how he'll give you 50 bucks what are you gonna do with the 50 bucks oh yeah yeah well i'm gonna eat <laughs> yeah well what are you gonna do with the 50 bucks yeah uh well i'm gonna gamble okay we'll go and gamble yeah it's, yeah. it's he's so good he's like i'll teach you what you did wrong the first time the 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 whole casino bit at the beginning is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. The way they kind of con the casino into making him feel like he's a, he's a, like a a big like shot. Oh, yeah, big shot. It's yeah. just amazing. 
Yeah. I that's the high point of the film right there. Yeah. Uh just John C. Riley um just scamming the casino yeah. for a day to get yeah. a free room more or less. Yeah. And it's it's brilliant stuff. Uh it it doesn't really I, I, as I said, that's kind of the peak of the film for it me. Is, yeah. uh, he, it's kind of a, a slow film about uh, just keeping by the rules. And mm-hmm. if you keep by the rules, everything will go fine. Yeah. But if you don't and you kind of slip up, the world kind of explodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the waitress Clementine, played by Gwyneth Paltrow, screws everything up. Yeah. And it becomes a different film. I liked the slow film at the beginning where they were just gambling. Yeah. It got yeah. messy. It did. And I yeah. didn't like it as much. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, when I, my first reflection of the film, I was like, this feels like a rough sketch of the future works from Paul Thomas Anderson. Like it has a lot of his fingerprints on it. Like the, the two shot intimate back and forth conversation shots. There's, long one shots and some tracking shots in there that are you see down the road in his later films especially boogie nights like it's that this yeah. one's just feels like where he's like doing a home run contest kind of thing <laughs> compared to this and this feels like you know batting practice and um it really feels like he was working on his techniques here and um i did enjoy it overall uh but like you said it's not it's not a great film by any measure um, but a good PTA film is going to be a lot better than most films. And um, this one is just, I, I thought it was a real actor's showcase kind of thing. Like Philip Baker Hall, he's, he's in almost every frame of this movie. And he just, I found his role to be really restrained and he's very minimalist. Like he doesn't, he does a lot of acting without <laughs> acting in this movie. You know, he's not animated. He's not delivering these Samuel L. Jackson speeches or anything like that. Uh, not that he would or could, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like he, he's, he's a very quiet force in this one. And I really appreciate that about his performance. And uh, John C. Riley, man, he's always had an incredible range. Yeah. Uh, he kind of starts off as like a, like a, like a yokel. Yeah. And then becomes kind of a more nuanced character who learns all these rules from Jimmy mm-hmm. or Sydney. I mean, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's it's good stuff. Uh, what did you think of Sam Jackson? I liked him. Yeah, yeah. looks really young in this movie. He does. It's like the one like he looks the same age for the most part after this till present day, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, it does look like much younger Samuel L. Jackson. He has a really fun third act uh, exchange with uh, Philip Baker Hall. That's really awesome in a car. Oh hell yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, don't don't mess with the OGs, man. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Baker Hall is an OG, man. <laughs> yeah. It's a good ending. Oh, I, I like yeah. the ending. It's yeah. good. I just I just wish it was better. Yeah. It stumbles a bit. Yeah. yeah. We and, and we know what he becomes after this, this mm-hmm. film. Oh, totally. And he, and he becomes one of the best directors in the world. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of fun to watch him, you know, with training wheels. And it's crazy because he was so young when he made this, right? Yeah. He would have been like mid to early 20s, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Probably just out of film school. That's outrageous because he had like, I I say here, I kind of contradict myself on my notes here. And I thought the pacing suffered a bit, but it was still very patient, restrained storytelling for such a young filmmaker. Like I was really impressed that he gave the characters room to breathe and scenes room to breathe. And um, it's something that if... If you're like me, if you haven't seen Hard Eight, it's worth checking out just to just to see his early work, you know, to see how far he's come. It's it's 
remarkable. It gave me a higher appreciation uh, for Paul Thomas Anderson. And I, I already hold him in such high regard. Um, but it was really cool. Uh, what were you going to say about Philip Seymour Hoffman? One of the great mullets of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Oh my God. That's amazing. It's like a, it's one of them. It's going on real hard in the front and real hard in the back. <laughs> that's right. Haircuts. Yeah, that's right. And he's such a dick. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> he comes in and just destroys for like yeah. five minutes. Yeah. It's, I miss that man so much. Me too. Imagine the greatness we would have gotten from him in the mm. last five years since he's died. Like oh. it would have been, he yeah. would he might have been in Phantom Thread. He might yeah. have been in, you know, like things like that. Yeah. Oh, I miss that guy. Like, and that. he was young then. Yeah. Like, like super young. Yeah. And he was still great. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Such a waste. You probably would have been in Spielberg's uh, newspaper film. What was that one called again? Last year. The BFG. <laughs> the BFG. That's right. He would have been. He would have been. He would have been the BFG. <laughs> that's a movie I'd love to see, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman, we miss you, buddy. Yeah, man. You were the greatest. And you were so good in that film. Yeah. That haircut, man. Jesus. That, that, that haircut should have been illegal. It should have been. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been arrested on site. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it's good, but not great. It's, it's like yeah. a, it's, I, I, it's like a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely watchable. Yeah, just kind of loses its way in the second act. Yeah, um, then kind of writes the ship in the third act. Mm-hmm. It's still a good film. It's just yeah. not great, yeah. and you expect great from PTA. Oh yeah, but uh, don't worry, he moves on to better things. Cool, that's <laughs> right. He does. Yeah, I think that may have been the last feature that i haven't seen of his yeah work, so. i wouldn't doubt it yeah yeah he's uh he's one of the best mm-hmm. okay this is where it gets weird that's right it does this is where it gets weird uh i have a conscience after a serbian film i it was that's a really bad film and i felt kind of bad about making you watch that film well it's not bad it's just <laughs> it took me a, a up until like the last 15 minutes to realize it was a comedy. <laughs> so I was so grossed out. So I have a choice. I have a really hardcore horror film. Okay. Or a really nice American indie film from 2005. Wow. <laughs> yeah. One is um, probably the second most violent film other than a Serbian film. Really? Wow. And is really notorious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, that sounds like the winner, dude. You you you, you sure? Uh, it sounds like the winner. It sounds like a dare. And if it's if it's it stands next to, it's really really harsh. Is it? Um, yeah. Uh, even I, when I first watched it, oh, really? and I watched it a few times because I kind of like the film. It's really gross. Is it a Von Trier film? No, it's not a Von Trier okay. film. <laughs> yes. It's a French film. Okay. So in the two thousands. There was a French new wave of horror. Uh, three or four films came out. Uh, this was the big one. Okay. Uh, the film is Inside. Okay. It's called uh, Alan Turr from 2007. Okay. Uh, but the American title is Inside. Um, it's about a woman who uh, is in a car accident and her husband is killed. And in her recovery, a woman comes to try to take the baby, the unborn baby from her stomach. Oh, wow. Via scissors. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. So yeah. the whole entire film is, is this woman being chased around with scissors. <laughs> um, I, I'm paraphrasing it. 
Yeah. Very yeah. nicely. Okay. Um, it's really harsh. I'm yeah. warning you. Okay. Uh, the other movie is Me and You and Everyone We Know from 2005, the Miranda July film, which is mm-hmm. really amazing. Okay. But it's not a Halloween film, goddammit. Yeah. Let's go with the first one. Let's go with that because it is it is Halloween time and it is uh, time to watch some freaky shit. You know what's really fucked up? I bet you Sarah's seen this film. Really? You think I bet so, she, eh? This is a big one, man. Really? This one has a reputation. Okay. Uh, people have seen this one. So if <laughs> nice. you've seen Inside, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's pretty hardcore. Nice. Um, there you go. Right on, dude. Only available on DVD. <laughs> That's crazy. Where all the fucked up shit is. Inside. Inside. You have to buy it at some smut shack? No. Off it's, the uh, dark web? If I'm not mistaken, it was a, a Miramax DVD. Wow. That says it all right there. Right, That's, Harvey? Yeah, man. Right, Harvey? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's it's a harsh one. Uh, so yeah, next time you get to yell at me for <laughs> making you watch watch this fucked up horror film nice dude yeah. well it sounds cool I'll, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll let you know <laughs> and uh if you've seen inside or heart eight or any of the movies we've watched in the movie club in the past um definitely hit us up let us know what you think of these movies we'd love to hear from you we've heard from some friends of the show like uh will and jim have have chimed in with their thoughts and i think we've heard from zach and marina and a few others uh, on Twitter, so we'd love to hear from you. Uh, what do you think? If you share your thoughts with us on Twitter, uh, we'll we'll read those thoughts on the next show. Come on, people! I know you've seen this one. That's right. This, this has got a give it to us. This has got a reputation. Send the message to Bill though, because I haven't seen it yet. So True. I don't want to read potential spoilers. So. Uh, there's, there's, I already talked to a friend of mine about it, yeah. and he was like, "Are you really going to do that?" <laughs> oh man! And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm going to." Let's go. Yeah, let's go. And then I explained to him, I'm like, yeah, Adrian's wife is like really into like hardcore horror films. Yeah. And I'm sure she's already seen this. Maybe. Yeah. She so, probably has. Uh, I'm sure she'll enjoy watching it again. Right on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So if you've, um, if, like I said, if you want to join Movie Club, it's as easy as just sending Bill a tweet on Twitter or me. You can always send it to me as well, and uh, we'll be happy to share your thoughts when we record the next episode. Uh, and it, fuck. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be inside. It can be any of the movie club movies we've posted in the past. Maybe I'll link that in the uh, yeah. show notes. Yeah. Um, good buddy of ours, uh, Will Lindis, has been kind enough to make a list on Letterboxd of all the movie club movies we've made. Uh, we've we've watched cool so that's movie club i guess we can move on to our next holy shit we got rid of the movie club movie <laughs> that's right finally that's, that's been haunting us cleared for a that cue that's right <laughs> yeah. um now we can clean up some some uh other homework here you went to a film festival i did vancouver international film fest yeah which is fucking phenomenal dude like they book some of the best films that play the whole festival circuit the cool, throughout the whole year. The cool thing about VIF is it's like a giant film festival with no pressure. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not TIFF. Yeah. You don't have to go to 50 different venues and wait for an hour to see your movie. If you show up like a half hour before, you're good. Yeah. It's super chill. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing about VIF this year is that we got a really big film that TIFF didn't get. 
Okay. The, the Yorgos Lanthimos film, The Favorite. Oh, that's right. Tiff didn't get that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so, awesome, though. Uh, it's pretty It's pretty big. Yeah, man. As you'll hear in a few minutes. Right on. Why it's big. Nice. Uh, I got a top 10, and then I got some more to talk about in Lightning Round. Cool, But yeah. uh, I'll do my top 10 really quick. Yeah, let's do it up. Uh, number 10, a movie that's coming on VOD in a couple weeks uh, called Jonathan, starring Ansel Elgort, where he plays... Um, a guy who has two separate personalities inside of his body okay. that work at different times of the day. Okay. He like they fall asleep and wake up as somebody else, and then that person falls asleep and they wake up as somebody else. Oh wow. Uh it's a really cool sci-fi film that costs nothing, that has no special effects, but still really works. <laughs> cool. And those are really rare. Yeah. The story's man. great too. Cool. And we gotta support stuff like that. So yeah, uh VOD, I it might have a theatrical release mm-hmm. i don't know okay but yeah itunes on the 12th of november i think okay check it out cool it's really good uh number nine wow i'm the only person that likes this one okay yeah. and i will die on my goddamn <laughs> sword well this one oh, i heard under the silver lake that's right from the guy who made it follows wow it's his next film yeah and everybody hated it wow uh, kyle wells kind of liked it okay i loved it yeah it was like almost like the old man the gun with me i like oh, really? had a giant smile on my face the whole entire film and everybody hated it yeah it's it's like um stoner chinatown okay uh starring andrew garfield as a really inept kind of detective guy trying to figure some stuff out and because i, I think it's because he's really inept the film is kind of inept on okay. purpose yeah and it kind of tries to want to fuck with you oh, okay yeah i see what you mean and I really loved it, mm-hmm. and nobody else did. Okay, so take it for what it is. I'm yeah. right; they're not. Whatever. <laughs> it uh, sounds very experimental. If that's and the case. it's like yeah. two hours and twenty minutes long. Oh wow! So he's being told to cut it. I think. Okay. Don't. Yeah. It's fucking spectacular. Nice. Leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> right on. Uh, I love that film. Cool. Can't wait to own it. Nice. Uh, number eight, uh, Birds of Passage from the director of Embrace of the Serpent, which is a really fucked up film. And this one's also pretty fucked up. Okay. It's about um, multiple families in a drug area who go to war against each other and nobody is going to live at the end because they're all just going to kill themselves. It is so nasty and hardcore. Everybody is just trying to kill everybody. Mm -hmm. It's so watchable and great. Wow. It's nothing like embrace the serpent. Mm -hmm. It's really like it's, it's super gangster. Cool. Loved it. Nice. Saw it late in the festival. Yeah. Nobody really saw it. Okay. Good one. It's called Birds of Passage? Birds of Passage. Okay, cool. Uh, number seven, uh, United Skates, a documentary on roller skating. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, who knew? Yeah. Like, this one is just came out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, it's all about how roller skating in the inner cities in New York and LA and cities around the US uh, keep African Americans um, off the streets and out of gangs because they like to roller skate. Cool. And when those places shut down, crime goes up. Wow. Yeah, because they have no sense of community anymore. It's like a big thing. Like these people get together once or twice a week, and it's like they're big letting go of everything. They let all their all their stuff out on the roller skate. Cool. It's it's so good. Uh, HBO has it. Okay. You'll be able to see oh, it soon. Oh, wicked. Yeah. 
Uh, number six, uh, Cold War from Powell Pawadowski, the guy who made Ida. Oh, right. Yeah, his his new movie. Um, shot in black and white and one three three to one aspect ratio. Okay. It's cool. like the Eastern European <clears throat> downer La La Land. <laughs> okay, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, but holy crap, is it is just an amazing film. Uh, it opens pretty quick. Okay. Well, you all have a chance to see it. Cool. Uh, it's, yeah, it's... It's pretty special. For that film to be number six and not be like my number one is shows how the rest of these films are really amazing. Okay, cool. Uh, number five, The Old Man and the Gun. Nice. We just talked about it. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's pretty special. Yeah. Number four, Climax. Nice. The new Gaspar Noe film where uh, a bunch of dancers drink a bunch of tainted sangria filled with LSD. <laughs> and they all start to trip out, and it becomes a fucking nightmare. Wow. It is unreal. Really? Yeah. It's okay. it's like a giant nightmare film that's undescribable. You kind of have to see it. Cool. Uh, but <laughs> man, does it work. Cool. It kind of just washes over you all these really fucked up images. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's Gaspar Noe. Yeah. You expect nothing less. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea when it's coming out, but hot damn, you have to see it. Nice. It's it's a trip. I can't wait. It's it a trip. Cool. Yeah. Uh, number three, the Palm Door winner from this year, Shoplifters. Uh, Hirokazu Koreeda's new film um, about uh, a, a group of people who aren't really related, but act as a family unit. <laughs> By doing really shady stuff like shoplifting and okay. um, online dating stuff, for they or camming mm-hmm. for old men, young oh, girls, wow. stuff like that. They do stuff just to get by. And what happens when that stops being a viable thing, mm-hmm. and how it all just breaks down? It's incredible. Cool. Uh, this should be my number one. I saw wow. it twice. Yeah. At the festival, it's, holy cow! Um, the other two are that damn good. Th- th- this isn't my number one, but holy fuck, this is a great film. Uh, a worthy Palm Door winner. Cool. Uh, number two, Capernaum. Okay. Uh, about uh, an eleven-year-old boy who, after his ten-year-old sister gets married away to a thirty-year-old man, he decides to leave the family and live. On the streets. Wow. But he's such a gangster that he kind of thrives by doing shady shit like forging prescription pills. Wow. And selling them to people. And it just gets progressively worse. Wow. And this 11-year-old kid is the performance of the year. Wow, really? It is unbelievable. <laughs> nice. It's so intense. Yeah. Uh, you don't... Your jaw is going to drop when you watch this film. It's cool. so hardcore. Wicked. Um, it's, yeah. And it's by a female director, Nadine Lebecki. Okay, cool. Who is amazing. Nice. Uh, yeah, support this one when it comes out. Mm-hmm. They have big plans for it. Right on. Um, and number one, that film I talked about at the beginning. Yeah. The Yorgos Lanthimos film, The Favorite. Oh, wicked. Uh, it's... I think it's the best film of the year. Really? <laughs> it's better than Annihilation. Damn. Uh, I can't <laughs> s- stress how amazing this film is. It, technically, script-wise, acting-wise, it is just killer. You Wicked. saw you saw the trailer last night. Yeah, man. I love the trailer. And the trailer is nothing. Yeah. That's it's cool. so intense. Cool. I can't wait for you to see it. Yeah, and I heard you guys, you and Marina, talking about it, saying it's like Lanthimos' most 
accessible film to date. Yeah, because it's it's not his script. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's the first film that he didn't uh, didn't write. Ah, so it's not in like the. Well, don't tell me. No, it's, I it's, always think about like the Lanthimos extended universe. <laughs> it's still in that universe. Okay. It's, it's just not the dialogue like it usually is. Oh, I see. But it's still amazing dialogue. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that, that's that's my Viv top ten. That's awesome, dude. It was a really good year. Good year. Those top six films are like number one films at any other year. Cool. So you all have a lot to look forward to. Nice. Oh, why don't you give a shout out? I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> The people that you hung out with during the fest. Uh, Marina Antunes, uh, David House, Mark McLeod, uh, Kyle Wells, Melissa McDowell, Mike Casagrande, uh, Peter Chataway. Uh, God damn it. There's too many people. Lisa? Lisa. Lisa. The, the unlast named. <laughs> That's right. Uh, good Lord. Yeah, so many. Yeah. Uh, cool. sh- shout out to Zach Mosley, who couldn't come this year because of uh, he just had a kid. Yeah. Congrats to him. Congrats his, to you, sir. His wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a good year. Right on. Yeah. I, uh, I have no complaints. Last year was, was a bad year, and I, was, I felt kind of down after. Okay. I was not down this year. That's awesome. Yeah. So It sounds like overall the movies were better for you. And, they were. And I think you took a different strategy. Like you skipped like the usual bad movie slots and stuff like that. Yeah. If I didn't, <laughs> uh, didn't want to see the movie I had planned, I would stay in my hotel and watch a movie. That's cool. So cool. That worked out. Right on, man. But yeah, um, on to lightning round. Lightning round. Well, there's more VIF films. <laughs> That's right. But we'll let you talk for yeah. a bit too. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go because you just you just uh, rocked a guitar solo. That was like a '70s style. Uh, 15 minute guitar solo and she's buying <laughs> a stairway <laughs> to heaven yeah that's right <laughs> so i actually watched some movies seriously mostly because <laughs> well mostly because I, i'm not i wasn't sick and also sarah is making me watch movies every single day so we're doing the one, you know, horror genre film every day for for October. Nice. And we watch we watch stuff throughout the year anyway. It's just October I think is a good time to just celebrate the horror genre films. Like I think some people there's some people out there who are like, "Oh, now you want to watch these kind of It's like, "No, dude, we watch this shit year round. Like we just don't advertise it as much as you or who knows, whatever. It's it's a weird thing that people respond to. It's If you're watching these movies, good for you, man. <laughs> Did you watch The Room? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I did not watch The Room. It's a horror film, isn't it? Is it? I, <laughs> I don't know. I guess it can be classified oh, as one. Jesus. Yeah. Or are you talking about Room? Room. No, <laughs> no, not not The Room. Not not White Cracker Kid and <laughs> Brie in a house. I know how much you love that film. <laughs> That's right. All right. So we kicked it off in a classic fashion. My very first viewing of Halloween from 1978 on a 4K UHD, of course. Gotta gotta represent. Oh, man. That film blew me away, dude. It's amazing how every once in a while, Adrian lets a little nugget out yeah. on something he hasn't seen. It's and we're crazy. all like, what? <laughs> it's like scanners when your head's about to explode totally. right? it's it's outrageous i think that i mentioned to you when i was a kid and even an early adult 
I felt some kind of weird loyalty to um, to Friday the 13th and also to Nightmare on Elm Street, two franchises that totally ripped off Halloween. I didn't know it at the time. So I don't know why I never pursued this film, but I'm glad I did. It's just, I love how it's an attack on America's backyard where a, a very it was a very safe haven you know uh the suburbs of america um where babysitter babysitters are no longer safe i'm just trying to put myself into how, how that must have felt back in 1978 like when i was a kid and i watched jaws like fuck going to swimming ever again we never <laughs> went swimming in the ocean again after seeing jaws imagine the horror you must have felt leaving your kids at home with a babysitter and then your funny husband or spouse or wife, whatever, says, I wonder if Michael Myers is going to get them tonight. I love that aspect of it. So Halloween blew my mind, dude. I was always a Nightmare on Elm Street guy when I was a kid. Okay. I, I love Freddy Krueger nice. when I was a kid. But yeah, uh, that that freaking John Carpenter score in that. It's incredible. So incredible. Yeah. John Carpenter did the scores for all of his movies. Yeah. yeah. And he's amazing. Yeah. He's like one of the great artists ever mm-hmm. to do like any kind of score and mm-hmm. nobody talks about him. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, that was Halloween. How, and was, then, how was the transfer on that 4K it's UH? beautiful. Yeah. The, the, the blacks and the shadows and everything look incredible like nice. that iconic shot of is it jamie lee curtis and then you see michael myers just behind her like just his face fuck man chills (laughs) just chills i was just like oh my god i need to see it again like i'm definitely gonna watch it again soon the shape the shape love it (laughs) that's right Uh, and then we kept the uh john carpenter train going we watched the fog which i'd never seen before it was a fun movie it's fun yeah it's it's, it's not his best film yeah yeah uh, far from it but i was glad i watched it because i don't think i've seen it before and uh, it was interesting to watch uh, the fog and jamie lee curtis who was a virgin in the first in halloween and in this one she jumps into bed with the guy who gives her a ride while she's hitchhiking like 15 minutes after she meets him she will not be the final girl that's right that's right (laughs) that was kind of a funny little middle finger to the world i think um next movie i watched found footage 3d it was good um what did you think of that performance from that certain philadelphia film critic (laughs) that was pretty funny yeah yeah it was cool to see weinberg on there and um it was it was just kind of funny though because they were like this is gonna sound shitty and i don't mean it for it to sound shitty but in the movie they were like talking about him like he's a big deal and they were talking about Fearnet, was it yeah and um let's face it no no film critic outside of who's big these days a.o scott um like i don't know there's like (laughs) <laughs> there are very few film film critics you could make a big deal out of and um i just thought that part of the movie was really funny they were just like oh my god the guy from Fearnet," and i was like yeah they probably wouldn't have known him he has a patriarch he's not that big <laughs> that's right that's right but he was a producer on the film and i get they were just kind of making fun and light of the situation i like scott yeah i shouldn't be bugging him <laughs> that's right um then we watched troll 2 um, jesus christ that's got some really like i've seen it before and it's it's known as one of the the worst movies of all time kind of thing and people have viewing parties and make fun of it but it's i think it's got some genuinely scary body horror in that film some of the makeup and stuff is 
very rudimentary, but I think that's what makes it so gross and freaky to me. Um, it's one of the worst films ever made. It is. Oh. It's weird. Uh, and then we watched Troll Hunter, which has nothing to do with Troll 2 or anything, but it's a found footage POV a Norwegian film. That movie rules. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. It gets better every time. I've seen it maybe it's four times. So good. Yeah. And it has quite possibly the greatest ending ever to a horror film. Dude, absolutely. It's so good. Yeah. The, when I was watching that, I was like, for me, like the Blair Witch Project is is like the that's like the be all end all for found footage for me uh but i think troll hunter uh just on a personal opinion kind of thing is creeping up on that for me um, no, nobody talks about that film no that's a it's good a one. shame that's it's a, good it's one. a great film yeah then i watch venom and that's all i really want to say about that <laughs> <laughs> you see i wasn't terrible on it like okay. I, I i thought it was okay yeah um but you could tell there's they cut that film from an R to a PG thirteen, and you could tell there's oh, yeah. stuff missing from that film. Yeah, and it ruins it. Yeah, it expositionally, it's on fast forward. Oh yeah, yeah, and it gets really dumb. Like, uh, oh my god, we're doing tests with the symbiotes and everybody's dying. And then in the second half of the film, every fucking person can wear a symbiote without dying. <laughs> That's right. I'm like what the fuck happened? Did I miss the science, the explanation, <laughs> everything they were just doing? Yeah. It's just out the window. Yeah. It's just like, you've lost me. Yeah. And Tom Hardy's bad accent. And yeah, uh, but I didn't think he was terrible just because I thought, um, him being happy the whole time probably drove him so entirely nuts that That's I kind of I was kind of laughing at it. That was like the aw shucks version of Tom Hardy. I know and <laughs> it must have drove him nuts. That's true. So I kind of liked that. Yeah, uh, it has the worst credit cookie of all time. The worst. Yeah. Oh, I hated I, that. I think I think Will Lindis called the person Ronald McDonald. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What's the director's name again? Ruben Fleischer. Yeah, he did Zombieland. Yeah, that's the only good thing he's ever done. Uh, and that was like his first movie. I. What was Michelle Williams doing in that film? I don't know. Cha-ching. She was just picking up a paycheck. Yeah. Like whenever you take a, a good actor like that and make them plain and boring and vanilla, it's on the director. That, that was just fuck Ruben Fleischer, man. Fuck that guy. Good soundtrack. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. he's got a pretty Eminem. He's got a pretty sweet "Run the Jewels" song. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Eminem spits venom at the during the credits. The uh, the the beat in that "Run the Jewels" song. Yeah. Oh, that's straight fire. That's cool. Oh my god. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, that, that's about. <laughs> I'll maybe give it that. Um, then I watch Seven. That's a classic. We watch it at least once or twice a year. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in right. the box? Oh, man. Gets me every time, man. Uh, then I watched Thanks Killing. That was on the fuck is that? Amazon Prime Video. <laughs> it's about a killer turkey. Oh my god! And, no. uh, it's got a really bad turkey puppet. It's one of those movies that was shot for like ten dollars and found a cult following apparently gobble gobble yeah that's yeah it says gobble he says gobble gobble motherfucker at one oh point nice while bursting through someone's chest it's, it, it has some funny parts to it <laughs> the opening shot you see a girl's nipples so it's it's that kind of movie wow yeah uh then we watched miss 45 which i've never seen before abel ferrara yeah man what a what a film dude it was just it was an experience because it's like if you're not familiar with miss 45 she she's mute yeah and uh she gets raped twice 
in the first 15 minutes of the film. It's gross. It is really nasty. And then all of a sudden she arms herself and just goes on a rampage. Yeah. And it's it's you get where where she's going with it and some of it is played for laughs. Uh, but there is a there is a tonal shift that takes place during the movie where you're kind of like I don't know if I'm having fun anymore, but I'm still enjoying the ride. It's a dirty film. <laughs> it is so it's really dirty. Nasty. Um, I that, quite enjoyed it. It was it was a really hard film to, to, to see for a very long time. It yeah. was cut really badly. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, especially in the UK, it was one of the video nasties. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what that is, but they no. banned like 200 films. Oh wow! And that was one of them. Wow! And then Draft House Films finally came out with like a really sweet remastered blu-ray yeah and it, it, it shouldn't look that good it's a dirty film yeah but uh uh yeah it's 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 a, it's something yeah it's it's, I, it's a good film yeah it's, it's better than like i spit on your grave or something oh, like yeah. that which is sort of the same yeah stuff but yeah. uh yeah it's good uh mm-hmm. the, the the lead girl is kind of magnetic oh big time yeah, yeah she's got a really great presence and her her performance uh totally unspoken and uh she's almost a female the shape <laughs> in the movie she's great yeah uh then we watched spring uh, another movie i love and i know you love that oh, one i love that film um yeah i watched the endless on blu-ray i, I listened oh, nice. to the uh, commentary track oh how was that it's really good cool if you don't have the endless on blu-ray it's on netflix yeah that's right you have no excuse that's right it's one of the best films of the year yeah science maybe- fiction or any yeah like, film it's amazing <laughs> i while watching this i've seen spring maybe three or four times now but uh, i just realized the the common thread in all of their movies is shitty carl Did you notice that <laughs> yeah i love that shitty carl's and all he's referenced in all their movies it's so great <laughs> it's such a great name too yeah <laughs> Uh, then I watched uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, and jeez, I wish I saw the cut that everybody else saw. Uh, opening, <laughs> yeah, the, the word out of Fantastic Fest was really great, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. I thought this was a boring piece of crap. It's like less is more. Like this is for those people who are like, oh, there's no backstory, and the the, the characters had no build up. But no, every single character in this movie, no matter how big or small, they get like a twenty minute backstory to them. And some of them, I, uh, most of them, I thought were very unnecessary. And I and I, I got those backstories in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, you get them in those trailers. And it was two minutes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, two hours and twenty something minutes. I yeah, think this was. It's excessive. Yeah, it's so excessive. It's I I really wish I enjoyed it. I went in hoping for good things, uh, but I I walked out just going, "Well, that was that that was a missed opportunity, man." The entire time I was screaming, "Get on with it!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some the, some some fun performances, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's about all I can say about it. <laughs> that's right. I did like the style of the film, like the 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 setup. I was like, I was really into it. Like the hotel, the hotel was the, cool. The the sets, the color, the idea that, that that the hotel is literally on the border between Nevada and California. Yeah. Yeah, and how you can't drink if you're on the California side, but <laughs> if you're right. on the Nevada side, you can drink, yeah. and it costs a dollar more to stay in a California hotel because it's cooler. Yeah, that's right. That's fun stuff. Yeah, but I was just like, it's just the rest of it. It's like, get on with it. It was so drawn out. Yeah, um, and I get it. Like, I I know the point of the movie. It is supposed to be kind of like Cabin in the Woods in terms of like 
meta commentary and clever no it's it's excessive yeah here's my gene shallot review of bad times at the el royale it's like stay in california or nevada wish i could stay in dakota I, <laughs> I wish nick offerman got a better offer man john ham hams it up and i wigged out when shay made an appearance so, wow <laughs> that's my review genius <laughs> my uh gene shallot review of uh el royale keep on doing that every week i will okay i'm trying to come up with one for halloween uh, i'll come up with it soon <laughs> What else did I watch? I watched uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Painfully sat through that. That one caused me physical pain. Okay, while so I was, it. was do you think that was worse than the one we saw at Fantastic Fest last year? The Ed Wood movie? Take it and trade. Oh, fuck. That was so terrible. Yeah. Plan 9's really bad. It is. But that take it for trade movie was just complete shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I get that people love kind of laughing at these bad movies and the badness and the continuation, like the lack of continuation. And it's just not for me. I'm just not that kind of movie fan. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what, where, where did you think? Oh, I, I should maybe watch plan dive from outer space. Oh, Sarah loves it. Does she? <laughs> yeah, she loves it. <laughs> and the whole time I was like, fuck this. What a, the fuck? I was like, it was daytime. Now it's nighttime. Now it's daytime. Someone literally just died. And now they're having the funeral the same night. Fuck this movie. <laughs> so that was my experience with Plan 9 from Outer Space. I'm nice. sorry, but I can't can't have fun at the badness of a movie nope. sometimes. Uh, then I watched Time Crimes, a clever clever time travel movie the nacho vigilando film <laughs> yeah nice a guy who's a total fuck up and keeps trying to fix things and he keeps making things worse it is well worth your time if you enjoy si-fi and comedy dark humor it's it's crazy i man. love that film actually it's, a joy. it's quite good yeah um it's on shutter if you have shutter check out time i'm, I'm shocked you hadn't seen that actually oh i'd seen it oh had you? yeah okay yeah um sarah hadn't seen it though. oh nice so it was her her first time viewing. <laughs> did you see that at Fantastic Fest? I did. The, thirty five. Yeah, the yeah, thirty five. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was my first time viewing there. Nice. And then I saw it later on like DVD or whatever. Um, and then I saw Sadako versus Kayoko. That's uh, <laughs> what is it? The Grudge versus the Ring. Yeah. Um, it's a fun movie. <laughs> like I was glad I watched it. Uh, it was pretty ridiculous. And the dude who's like the the tough ghost hunter dude he was funny have you seen this one yeah I've yeah seen it. It, it's it i enjoyed it like i'm not gonna go and recommend it to everybody but i think if you're a fan of either of these franchises it's well worth your time yeah um, i wasn't a fan no <laughs> that okay. was really cheesy it is yeah, yeah. it is cheesy and it, it has all the dumb jump scares cat jumping out of a corner of a room stuff like that and then the next movie I watched, The Hate You Give. This could have been a show on its own, I think. Yeah. Like, we could, we could have talked about this movie for an hour. It's And it would have been negative the yeah. entire hour. Yeah. I hated this movie. I've got no problem saying I hated this movie. Because a movie carries a strong social message does not give it a free pass from criticism. Um, this director is amateur at best. Here's the thing. A lot of filmmakers... Bad filmmakers use voiceover as a way, as a crutch to pour storytelling. The first 10 minutes of the movie is all voiceover. And I knew we were in trouble. The girl is narrating everything that's happening on screen. And it's it's stuff that's not hard to follow. <laughs> 
very basic storytelling is going on. And she's saying, this is my brother, so-and-so. His name is this. This is my boy- boyfriend. This they they named this. him Seven because they love David Fincher. No, <laughs> no, they didn't say that. Yeah. I, but no, I wish they said that. Yeah. <laughs> it's very bad voiceover. Um, and that's... It's it's like Maleficent. They tried to fix it in post with voiceover. Um, it's about six after-school specials laced into one movie. And it didn't have to be this bad. It was just poorly edited. Uh, but the, the lead actress, she's really good in this. And um, Anthony Mackie's in this. He's a cartoon villain for no reason at all. And there's just like... And the, the woman who plays his wife, she's like... I really hate saying this, but there's so many really negative black stereotypes in this movie. And I thought that was the opposite of what they were spo- they were trying to go for. And um, I was really upset. I liked the trailer. And enough people I trusted liked it and sang its praises. So when I went in and watched this amateur bullshit, I was really pissed off. They lied to you, sir. Fucking lied to me. <laughs> so that's me, man. Like I didn't like it at all either. Yeah. So whatever Adrian just said, times two. I co-signed it. I <laughs> didn't like two. it at all. I'm yeah. not going to stomp over it. Yeah, I, I will. Mean, super um, super amateur hour. Yeah. And trying to get you to feel everything when nothing is actually happening. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's Am- a shame. Amateur hour. A lot of potential there. Uh, then I saw Frank and Weenie, and I uh, love that film. Nice. So it's just a really good, happy film. That is really good, isn't it? I'm, yeah. Yeah. It's really sweet. Was that was that Burton's last really good film? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to look at his IMDb. I don't know. That, that Dumbo trailer looks really good. Dumbo looks cool. Let's keep our fingers crossed <laughs> on that. And that's my lightning round. <coughs> I'll try to make this quick. <laughs> All right. I know you've seen a few of these. Okay. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll chat. Uh, we'll start off with a really good one. Yeah. I know you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Palm. Palm. <laughs> one cut of the dead. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, it starts off really crappy for about 30 minutes. And you're like, what the fuck is this movie? See, I, I heard you say that, and I was shocked. I liked the first 30 minutes. Really? I, yeah. thought, I thought it was just such, such a terrible, like, really shitty zombie film. It is. <laughs> and But after you see what the rest of the movie is, it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, the rest of that film is genius. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's so beautiful. Uh, and... Th- it shouldn't work. Yeah. But goddamn, does it work. Yeah, man. And it's a really huge film at film festivals. Hell yeah. People love this film. Yeah. And like you you go on Twitter and people have like buttons that say palm on it. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, this has gotten really big. <laughs> yeah. Like after Fantastic Fest, this film is just blown up. Hell yeah. Uh, I hope everybody gets to see it. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Yeah. Uh, One Cut of the Dead. Hell yeah. One of the more original zombie films. Um, some people say it doesn't, all the parts don't fit together. I think mm-hmm. they do after you see it all. Oh, yeah. 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 You've just, you got to step away from each like act in the movie. Yeah. Once you kind of look at it from a bird's eye perspective. I, I love it. Uh, ooh, we disagree on this one. Okay. The Predator. Oh, dude. I forgot about that. I know you liked it. I loved it. It's just not for me, man. Okay. I fucking hate these films. I, fuck, <laughs> I hate 80s action films, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, it just, it also felt like that film got fucked with. It it really did. Yeah. yeah you like can it, tell. It's incoherent at times. Yeah. Uh, and holy fuck is that ending terrible. <laughs> it is 
like tacked on. It does reek wow. of reshoots. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Shane Black, dude, you made the nice guys a couple years ago. <laughs> then you make this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's just the journey that gets you there, man. I liked. Um, I always fuck up his name, Keegan Michael Key. Yeah. Him and uh, what's his freaking name? Boyd Hallbrook. <laughs> no, <laughs> his buddy who who was who had Tourette's. Oh, he had the Hollywood version of Tourette's. Yeah. Where he was saying inappropriate things at the wrong time. <coughs> Jane, Thomas Jane. Yeah. Those two characters, I thought they were hilarious. And like their final scene together, I was howling. I was howling at that stuff. <laughs> and the uh <laughs> and like the the, the the like lead scientist dude. I thought he had so much swagger and just charisma and I thought he was hilarious. He was just the perfect testosterone. <laughs> but were you supposed to injected. laugh at it? I think so. Really? I think so. Because he was like deliberately like, because they, what's her name? And, um, Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. She had that bit where she's like, when he described what a predator, what the predator does, she's like, isn't that more of a hunter and not a predator? Because a predator just hunts its, kills its prey for survival and stuff. He's like, oh yeah, we had that discussion, but we decided the predator sounds cooler. <laughs> and I was like, and he like high five one of his buddies. This is when Arnold comes out and goes, too much plot. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> cool party. Yeah. Where's Jesse Ventura? <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it had enough nods to the original Predator. Like, get to the choppers. <laughs> and uh, it was... I like... Uh, what's his name? Boyd Holbrook? Yeah. I like him in this. And I could tolerate uh, the what, room kid. What's that? <laughs> it's my new suit. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but I will say this one thing that is just not disputable, like the way they handle um what did he he was on a part of the spectrum. They didn't really did they specify in the in the movie um what the little kid had? Like autism? Oh that's right, autism. Yeah. yeah. They really played that really poorly. Are like you, how, how was Jacob Trombley for you? <laughs> I thought he was tolerable. <laughs> I actually thought he was tolerable. Adrian, Adrian just renewed his uh, dues for the Jacob Charlie <laughs> fan club. That's right. Yeah. I paid the bare yeah. minimum. Yeah, he's uh, he's the, he's a chairman. Standard membership. Yeah. Um, but no, the uh, I really didn't appreciate the way they did the '80s bro commentary name calling of the kid with autism. I was like, well, what the fuck is that? Like, what year are we in, dude? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, it's one that I can't really defend. But I had fun watching it. I was I I, w- I will make no apologies. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fahrenheit eleven nine, the new Michael Moore film, uh, which I heard was supposed to be a takedown of Donald Trump. And it's maybe a third of the film. Oh really? The other wow. the, the other third one. It's the other one of the, the other thirds about the Flint water situation, and the other thirds about gun control. Okay. Um, I wanted the Trump film, dude. We need a Trump film. It's getting very close to elections. Take fucking Trump down. Yeah. And I I just didn't care about it. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of Michael Moore. Mm -hmm. Do something cool like Where to Invade Next. That Mm -hmm. movie was great. Yeah. You had an idea. It Mm -hmm. was new, and it was really well done. This wasn't. It was just. It's. This felt dumb to me. I've seen it before. And if you know, if you watch the news, you do everything in this film. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Nothing there. Oh, too bad. Avoid it. Yeah. Uh, the house with a clock in its walls. Oh, yeah. It's actually pretty good. 
It was, yeah. Yeah, directed by Eli Roth. Yeah. <laughs> Eli Roth. That's so weird, directing a kid's movie. I know. Uh, even though it had a couple of moments there where I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that's a Eli Roth movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, Jack Black's really good. Yeah. Uh, the the little kid's pretty good. And uh, <laughs> that uh, that Cate Blanchett, can, uh, she can act. She's something else, man. I yeah. loved, uh, this is just me. Being a, being a man. I loved her in her sweaters. Like, I was just, like, totally smitten with her the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I loved her. Her performance was really good, too, though. So, it's, it was fun. Smitten. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'll say that. All right. Uh, some Viff movies uh, that are opening pretty quick. Uh, Boy Erased, directed by Joel Edgerton, who made the really great The Gift a couple mm-hmm. years ago. This one is like The Hate You Give is like an after-school special version oh, of no. uh, uh, a boy who gets sent to a gay conversion camp, and it's like super after-school special. Oh, no. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, Miseducation of Cameron Post. It's a really good film. That's Watch that one. instead. Yeah. Uh, Matangi Maya M.I.A. Oh, right. Documentary on the uh, rapper M.I.A. Who uh, is from Sri Lanka, which is a, a, a country being destroyed by war. Mm-hmm. And she wants to tell the world about it. And she doesn't care how she does it. Mm-hmm. She will do anything. She'll be on the Super Bowl and finger the camera. Yeah. And she's just a total badass. I yeah. love her. Cool. Her music's awesome, too. And the documentary is really good. Cool. Some really interesting stuff. Yeah, uh, it's out now. Cool. It's playing. Oh, nice. It's playing in Vancouver right now. Right on. Uh, Science Fair, a documentary that was picked up by HBO. It's like Spellbound, but with science fairs. Okay. Um, super watchable. These kids are so awesome, and they're all just trying to win this science fair. And it's like super tension filled to the point where like one of them during like their presentation passes out. Wow. Yeah, it's like they're like super on edge. Yeah, uh, it's really good stuff. Uh, in- interesting stuff and right funny and the whole the whole nine. It's beautiful. Cool. Uh, ooh, shark water extinction. Oh yeah. <sighs> God damn it. Yeah. Uh, Rob Stewart was the man. He was uh, a man that we need more of in this time. Mm-hmm. He was super charismatic and could talk to an audience and talk to people about saving the world more or less. And people would listen to him because he yeah. was so goddamn charismatic. Mm-hmm. We saw him at a Q and a here in Victoria and he talked to us about sharks and it was the greatest Q and a I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I went, I would have gone out with that dude 20 minutes after and tried to save sharks. Like he, yeah, he had talked me into it. Yeah. He was just so amazing. And during the making of this film, while trying to save sharks, he went out for a dive and the valve on his tank was faulty and he drowned. Mm-hmm. And it's super harsh. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, he was, he's needed. Yeah, man. But he's no longer here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but And the, the documentary, I don't think it was complete. Right. It's, you can tell. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's still worth watching just because he was so awesome yeah um but yeah it's it's not as good as the other two mm-hmm. but uh still worth watching yeah uh and yeah uh rest in peace rob stewart because you were you were amazing yeah man yeah i still remember i still remember that day and i remember where i was when the news broke and i remember going to sleep and i felt so bad because 
they he was missing at first, right? Missing yeah. at sea. It was days. Yeah. Yeah. And um, um, Sarah was like, "What's what's wrong?" And I was sitting at the edge of the bed. I'm like, "Here I am, sitting in my bed with my blankets on, next to my loved one." And Rob Stewart, just an incredible human who has so much more to offer to the planet than me, is out lost at sea. And we didn't know at the time, but he's gone. Yeah. And that, of of the, you know, celebrity deaths in our lifetime, that's one of the very few that really touched me and um, really hit hard. So I'm, it's out now, and I'm hesitant to see it for that reason. Like, it's just, it's, it's like that bit in... Um, fellowship of the rings where uh legolas is like i i i can't talk about i can't translate for you for me the pain is too near kind of thing <laughs> yeah like for me the, the the screening of vif is like the entire family was there oh wow jesus man like and they're they're all super passionate yeah they're all like you know don't buy this stuff and oh, support wow. this and yeah it's they're not stopping yeah. So we probably should be there because yeah. he was so great, and we should try to keep on saying his name because yeah. he was he was that awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diamantino uh, about a, a soccer player who's not Cristiano Ronaldo, <laughs> but really looks like Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay, who uh, is the, the biggest football player in the world in Portugal? Also, Cristiano Ronaldo's wow. home country. Yeah. Uh, and the Portuguese government wants to figure out how to clone him to make a super team of soccer players. No way. But he's so stupid that their their machine can't figure out why he is such a great soccer player because there's nothing between his ears. He's so mm-hmm. stupid. Oh, wow. It's really weird. <laughs> okay. But I really liked it. Nice. It's really sweet and it's kind of funny. And he's just so stupid. Yeah. That the entire movie, they're trying to clone him, but he has no idea what's going on because he's so <laughs> stupid. That's hilarious. It's hilarious. Nice. Uh, yeah, and it's not Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. No, totally not. And here we come to the part of the show where Adrian and I fight. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hold the dark. Hold the dark. Hell yeah, dude. So, I like the film. Okay, yeah. I do like it. Yeah. I just wish shit was explained a little bit. You Really? Okay, yeah. Something. Yeah. Explain something. <laughs> I think that I think it's deliberately vague with a lot of all of the narrative because life isn't that easy, man. I know it's so bloody cold, but there's just so much that's not explained. This world is fucking brutal. It is. (laughs) I understand that, and it will kick your ass. I I just, I just wish something was explained. Yeah, Uh, a bunch of subplots that are there that are just left hanging, Mm -hmm. like it almost to the point where you don't even need wolves. Mm-hmm. yeah i hear you i was just like i thought that was the whole idea of the film yeah and yeah then, the, and then it's not the trailer is totally not and i'm just like everything is just so thrown up in the air and mm-hmm. it's still in the air at the end of the film yeah i'm just like okay that's pretty cool it's stylish it's really cool looking the performances are great mm-hmm. i love jeremy saulnier making blair is cool that mm-hmm. man just fucking explain something <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's just a. it's a it takes place in a remote alaskan village and uh, this, just my personal like reading of the film it's very surface level <laughs> um i think it just shows how like the coldness and darkness that's in this film um is not specific to just that region um like I, I think that I hate to use cliches, but you know when they say nice guys finish last and stuff like that. Yeah. Sometimes that's absolutely true. 
and uh, sometimes the bad guy gets ahead, gets an upper hand. Sometimes the bad guys win. Sometimes the good guys lose. And I'm not saying like that's what happens in this movie, because <laughs> there's there's a lot of arguments you can make either way. Um, but uh, what I'm trying to say though is that this world doesn't care if you're good or bad. It's just shit happens. And you'll be on one side or the other, and uh, life doesn't care which side you're on. You'll just end up where you end up. And that's my very surface level reading of the film. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, it was a really cool shootout scene. <laughs> Dude. That shootout scene is awesome. It's incredible, right? Yeah. Yeah. And shout out, shout out for the use of Tattoo Cardinal. Hell yeah. Uh, She's great. Not enough uh, Native Americans in movies who actually have speaking roles. That's right. Um, and she's awesome. So she's, she's got a huge piece in this movie. Totally. Yeah. Which is unexpected. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's still a decent film. Mm-hmm. Um, except for I, I misrated it on Twitter and I'm still pissed <laughs> about it. I saw that. I know. <laughs> Because my fucking huge finger is on my stupid phone, yeah. trying to write, write it down on my phone, and I, I hit five, and I suppose I wanted to hit four. Yeah, and then I, I noticed it like a week and a half later, and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck, I can't, I can't edit it, and yeah. I can't delete it because it'll put it out of sequence." Yeah, that's right. God damn it! <laughs> that's so yeah, so, funny. so whole of darks a. F- <laughs> Fuck! I'll edit that part. <laughs> uh, uh, I saw the new uh, Tommy Wiseau movie, Best Friends Volume 1, but in brackets, it's Best Fiends Volume 1. What? Yeah, the uh, the R is in brackets. It's really weird. Okay. And there's supposedly there's two parts to it, and I don't know how anybody could actually want to watch part two. Okay. Uh, he's so terrible. Yeah. Greg Sixero is not a bad actor, mm-hmm. just because he's... Looks like fucking Lawrence Olivier compared to Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it's so bad. Uh, I, don't watch it. I took one for the team here. Oh wow! Just don't do it. I I don't understand the cult of Wiseau. I never have, and I never will. Same here. Uh, the worst film I saw at VIF was called Mango Shake. Okay. A film so bad that I absolutely railed about it on twitter and one of the producers of the film wrote me back and shit on me what that was real fun wow yeah yeah crazy that, have a little class sir producers man they that yeah i was talking about feedback of films i've only ever heard from producers yeah or like two of my friends i'm like who am i <laughs> yeah, that's right i'm nobody you're a guy on twitter but thanks for validating me <laughs> Uh, yeah, that movie sucks. Uh, it has no idea what it is, but it keeps on trying to be even shittier. Yeah. If that was humanly possible. And, and like the 35 people who walked out of it at VIF, I should have joined them. Yeah. It was so terrible. Mm-hmm. Never see that film. Uh, Colette, the new Kira Knightley period piece that's really watchable, but still kind of safe. Okay. If you want the really hardcore version, watch The Favorite. Okay. It's amazing. Cool. Colette's good. The favorite's the one. Okay. Yeah. The cool. Lanthimos film is better than Colette. Nice. Uh, free Solo. Okay. Holy shit. Holy shit. Wow. Holy shit. Really? Holy shit. Holy nice. shit. I've never felt so terrified watching a film in my <laughs> really? entire life. Wow. This idiot. And I use that word nicely. Idiot decides he's going to climb the side of this mountain with no ropes. 
Wow. Idiot. <laughs> wow. And meanwhile, they're going to film him doing it. Jeez. The entire film is Bill going, oh, fuck, don't do that. <laughs> oh, fuck, don't do that. What do you, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it is so dramatic and out of this world. Yeah. Uh, it's so worth seeing on the big screen. Cool. Just to test to see how much of a pussy you are. Wow. Because I'm a pussy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I... <laughs> It's unreal. Right on. Highest recommendation. Nice. <laughs> it might not sound like it, yeah. but the film freaked the crap out of me. I've heard really good things about yeah. this one. It's cool. freaked me out. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, the House That Jack Built, the new Lars von Trier film. Uh, only two film festivals in North America booked this film. Uh, and they're both in Canada. Uh, the Calgary Film Festival and the Vancouver International Film Festival. And now I know why. Yeah. Because it goes to places that only scream of Von Trier trying to um, make a statement. And it's gross. Mm-hmm. And it's uncalled for. And I don't have time for a shit anymore. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, there's no excuse. Yeah. Um, people try to uh, validate what he's, he's saying by saying stuff at the end kind of makes it make sense well no i I was already lost by then Mm -hmm. this happens about an hour and a half into the film he says something really bad about women and then cuts a woman's tit off that's brutal that's brutal it's really gross yeah and i have no time for that yeah Uh, he's just uh a terrible human being (laughs) i got nothing for you lars and i used to be your biggest fan yeah I still, I still love Breaking the Waves. I still love Dancer in the Dark. I yeah. still love a lot of your films. But those films also are really terrible towards women. And I probably shouldn't love them. Yeah. Because yeah. that's pretty bad. That's crazy. Uh, so, yeah. Avoid that one. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I don't think it's releasable, yeah. to tell you the truth. Oh, yeah. It's going to go on VOD and die. Mm-hmm. See ya. Yeah. I have no time for you. Brutal. Uh, Vox Lux. The new Brady Corbett film with uh, Natalie Portman screaming the entire third act. Oh, wow. Annoying the shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, they have big plans for this one for her as an Oscar nomination. It's not going to happen. She's acting. Oh, my God. So much acting. <laughs> so much acting. But the, the <laughs> first right. 10 minutes is <clears throat> spectacular. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It's one of the... the this is going to sound really terrible, but one of the best shot school shootings I've ever seen in my life. Okay. That sounds yeah. really terrible. Yeah. I apologize. Oh, yeah. uh, I know what you mean, though. 22nd July, the new Paul Greengrass film. It's on Netflix. Uh, about that, that, that shooter in Norway who went to that island and killed all those camping students. Oh, right. Uh, it's brilliant. Cool. Absolutely brilliant. It shows the actual shooting, and then it shows the court case. Mm-hmm. The actual shooting is 20 minutes of the film. Oh, the man. opening 20 minutes of the film. That's brutal. And it's two hours and 20 minutes long. So wow. it's two hours of court case. Yeah. And my God, is it brilliant. I love this film. Wow. That's um, cool. Greengrass is awesome. Yeah. He's always been awesome. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is not Paul Greengrass in Born Identity. This mm-hmm. is United 93. Yeah. Paul Greengrass. Do you, do you want to hear something real shitty I saw on Twitter? Oh, no. <laughs> You know how that Lady Gaga meme's been floating around because of A Star is Born? Yeah. Where, where Bradley Cooper goes, hey, I just wanted to get another look at you. And she does that smile. Yeah. Uh, somebody captioned her smiling, and it said, uh, Paul Greengrass, whenever he hears, 
he hears the news of a, of a real tragedy in the real world. Like, wow. <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> film. That's cool, though. Film Twitter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you saw this one, too. First Man. Oh, yeah. I technically saw some of this movie. <laughs> I fell asleep. Yeah. I got bored and fell asleep. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I liked it a little more than you did. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty watchable. I just didn't think it was anything special. Yeah. I thought all the characters were robots. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the, uh, I guess that's supposed to be what it is. I was just kind of bored by that. Yeah. I wanted a, somebody I could latch onto mm-hmm. as like a, a character. Yeah. Like Armstrong was like the, the big character, but he was so robotic. Yeah. Um, it's well shot. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, the moon stuff was fun. Yeah. Uh, Claire Foy was acting. acting. So much acting so in this much, movie. So much acting. From Claire Foy. Claire Foy. So much acting. Yeah, there's robots and then you get Claire Foy. Turn the radio back on. Right now, I'm, 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 oh, hear me roar. So much acting. Uh, <laughs> That's my Claire Foy we're, we're, so, we're, we're so mean. She wasn't bad. I'm just, I'm just being a dork. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's an okay film. Uh, it's not bad. It's nowhere near an Oscar film as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, the front runner, which was the closing gala of VIF. Uh, Hugh Jackman playing Gary Hart, who was a presidential nominee when he got involved in a major sex scandal and had to quit. Oh, right, yeah. And everything in this film seems so tame when you have a guy (laughs) who's president who likes to grab pussies. Mm -hmm. This guy did nothing, really. He just sort of met with a woman. Okay. And might have kissed her. Mm -hmm. But they don't really know. Okay. It's kind of wacky, but the film's not very good. It's just kind of there mm-hmm. uh jason reitman uh who can be re- he's really hit or miss that's too bad man. and uh, i want him to be good but man yeah uh it, this one is not good i didn't mm-hmm. like it too bad uh destroyer which was the actual f- closing film of this it was the last film that showed um nicole kidman in a oscar Beatty role as a, as a like a, a drunk cop who goes off the rails trying to save a case and uh it did nothing for me okay uh she's like a a completely crappy cop and all the cops around her just let her be a crappy cop mm-hmm. even though they're like oh you should come in and be a good cop she's like no i'm gonna go do my stuff and nobody stops her mm-hmm. she doesn't allow her to be a shitty cop yeah it makes no sense um nicole's kidman's okay but i, I just couldn't get behind it uh wow i think that might actually be it wow yeah ta-da no i got one more oh all right and boy do i have one more (laughs) okay i watched this one yesterday oh that's right and holy shit this is a film this is a goddamn film the night comes for us (sighs) you said they should have called this the raid three they should have called it the raid (laughs) three that's awesome but the difference is is that iwo koes is the bad guy oh that's right yeah 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 and it is just 
an exhibition on how to try to inventively, inventively kill people <laughs> okay. using everything in the room. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. If there's, like, a uh, like, like a giant slab of beef, we'll kill somebody with that. It's fine. <laughs> what? If there's a saw, we'll chop their head off. Wow. It's, it's just, it's, oh, your arm's there? I'm going to bend it in 17 different positions and then <laughs> snap your neck. That's it's unreal nice uh yeah it, it's 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 the raid three yeah um uh, but uh yeah watch this on netflix and be just surprised at how just holy shit this film is that's cool it's awesome nice it's the story is nothing but holy crap the action it just makes up for it yeah high recommendation cool cool <laughs> right on but that's it for me nice sorry man. for talking for so long no it's all good man it's all good good content I will hopefully put stuff on people's radars. I have a cold too, which isn't helping at all. That's too bad. But, uh, so upcoming movies, Mm -hmm. uh, February, no, not February, Friday, (laughs) October 26th, Hunter Killer, Gerald Butler and a sub friends. Yeah. What's going on there? Oh, because, you know, I guess the the White House plane wasn't available. So they put him in a sub. That's right. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch that one. Neither am I. Uh, so I'm done with this guy. Yeah. Uh, border, oh, which was a big that. film at fantastic fest. Um, from it's, it's, it's a neon film, so it won't open here. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, burning, which I saw at VIF. Okay. Uh, Lee Chang Dong's new film, uh, South Korean director. Uh, it's a really good film, but it's like a half hour too long and okay. that, you really feel that half hour. Okay. Um, a man, um, meets a woman and the woman disappears and he tries to find her for two hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> Good film, but man, is it drag. Uh, and Suspiria is limited. Yeah, so it'll play on the coasts. Yeah. And then, and then it'll we'll open here in uh, February. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to wait two weeks, which really sucks. Uh, November 2nd, Bohemian Rhapsody. I st- have you still, have you seen a trailer where they kind of still make it seem like he likes chicks? Oh, no, I haven't. I, uh, I kind of got that vibe from the really? trailer I saw. I'll have to watch that and again. I was like, he was really gay. Yeah, yeah. Why are they making it look like he likes women? Huh. I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. I'll Did have to you watch it again? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Malik is uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, man. Looks really good. Yeah. I Hope the movie is as good as his performance because yeah. it looks really good. Yeah. Uh, Nobody's Fool. It's a Tyler Perry movie. Oh. So it won't open it here. Won't open here. That's right. Because we are just not that area. We're blue hairs yeah. in Victoria. Yeah. Lots of older people here. <laughs> uh, the Nutcracker and The Four Realms, a new Disney film oh. about the Nutcracker. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't really care at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably yeah. still see it. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Uh, bodied Opens. Yeah. Finally Bodied Opens. That's right. Uh, we saw this film last year, yeah, and we've been raving about it for all the entire year, yeah, and uh, it's really good. But man, it might offend you, yeah, and probably if it offends you, it's because they're talking about you, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I I think that I I'm thinking about hanging out in the draft house lobby after seeing the movie. I remember talking with white people, black people. <laughs> Um, uh, members of the LGBTQ community, myself, you, and other friends, 
I'm pink, by the way. <laughs> Bill is pink. And uh, we all sang its praises. And yeah. pretty much all of those all of those people from all of those communities, which I think we should all just be one big community together. Uh, but I'm, I'm really glad that we can all identify uh, in certain ways. Uh, but I, I do, uh, I did think about that. And I was like, all of us sang its praises and those people from all those different communities should have been offended by it. But uh, Joseph Kahn found a way to, I think, make it enjoyable for everybody. Yeah. If it doesn't open in your area, it's on YouTube on November 28th. That's right. On YouTube Premium. Mm -hmm. So check it out there if you can't see it theatrically, but try to see it theatrically. Yeah. It's really good. And the last one... Uh, Beautiful Boy, a Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet in a, like a drug movie oh, okay. where the son's a drug addict and the father tries to save him. Mm -hmm. Looks pretty typical. Yeah. Um, Oscar Baitish. <laughs> yeah. I'll still see it, but yeah. um, I hope for the best. Yeah. But that's it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. We, we can talk about body next show for like <laughs> an hour. Right. We might have to, and that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, totally cool with that. Uh, so thanks for t talking about your lightning round and the upcoming films. Thanks for doing that. I guess we should tell people where they can find us online. You're on Twitter, right? I am. Uh, I am at SoundJam69. Say hi. And I'm at Adrian underscore Charlie. And the show has a Twitter account. We're at the green underscore screen. Uh, we're also on Facebook. We're on a search for the green screen of death. You can be lucky number 33 person to like the green screen of death. And of course, we have a website. It's thegreenscreenofdeath.com or you can find all of our podcasts in case you're on iTunes. You can only look back at certain number of podcasts. We need to get that number to 37 in That's a right. row. Oh, shit. <laughs> in a row. That's right. Good reference, man. <laughs> and uh, Did you guys get the clerk's reference? There? I hope you get it. If you didn't, shh, turn the podcast off. Turn it off. We don't want you. We don't want you here. <laughs> we don't want your kind here. In a row. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And uh, I've been saying this a lot on my Twitch uh, streaming broadcast, and I'll say it here. Uh, if you've spent time with us listening to our podcast, whether it's your first time listening, or if you've been listening to us for a while since the beginning, or whenever, thank you very much for your time. Uh, time is a precious, precious gift. We have a finite amount of time, and if you're willing to hang out with us on your commute to work or your commute home uh, while you're at work or whatever you're doing, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, it's much appreciated because we've been doing this for how long now? Four, five years? Something like that. Doing it a while, <laughs> and uh, we just do it out of love for movies, man. Um, and we love that. So hearing from our friends means a ton. And uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us, man. We, we appreciate that. For sure. So I will stop there. This I'll... is legitimately the, the latest we've ever recorded, too. It is. It is. Almost. It's 2 a.m. 1.55 a.m. That's right. That's my fault. <laughs> I was doing stuff all day long and uh, ran out of energy. And then I had to cook a late dinner. And man, it took a while. Yeah. But here we are. We do it for you. We do it for you. And if you've stuck with us this whole episode, thanks so much. And we're looking forward to getting back into the rhythm of things. So look out, world. <laughs> Hack the planet. Hack the planet. That's right. <laughs> On that note, thanks very much for listening. We'll talk with you next time. Peace.
It's funny. I've uh, I've only seen the original and this one. Nice. And the Rob Zombie ones. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you missed H two O, which actually had Laurie Strode in it. It made no fucking sense. Oh yeah, yeah. That's where she came back from the dead, right? Yeah, it's so fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Is that with Buster Rhymes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe your Red Man is in there too. Who knows? Wow.